Hello, listeners. My name is Mark. If you have been enjoying the Listener Lore episodes, please come over to my separate podcast feed, Lorehammer Listener Lore. On this daily podcast channel, I will be reading one story a day and sharing your creative works with others and giving my feedback at the end. So, if you like Grimdark 40k short stories, come join me at Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Welcome to Lorehammer, Listener Lore. Welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. You can add those in in post, Richard. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks, Perfect. man. You're the best. <clears throat> but uh, welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Okay, that's Mark. And joining us, as always, is our faithful compatriot, Jordan. Tech guy. How are you doing, Jordan? Producer. Ooh. The PJ, as I like to call him. Yep. Peanut jam. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm the peanut butter to your jam. <laughs> well, the sausage to your <laughs> egg. Yeah, I like sausage and eggs. Yeah. The meat <laughs> to your bun. <laughs> nice. The Oh, the hollandaise to your poached egg. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're doing. It's a Naming good, good combo. Well together. <laughs> How about lore hammer and listener lore? Do those go well together? It has a nice <clears throat> ring to it. Whoever thought of that is a f- Friggin' genius. <laughs> what? what? Genius? <laughs> Anyways. Great with the language. Great with people. <laughs> Friggin' genius. Uh, today <clears throat> we are recording our very first listener lore episode. We've been asking you guys to send it to us ever since Mark finished uh, his, or at least shared his current story about House Ericus. Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. was fun to yeah. do an entire episode on that. And we kind of picked it apart and shared things we liked and thought he could do better. And that's kind of what we want to do here is we want to share the stories you guys have been kind enough to give us. And then we want to go through what we thought was really cool and what we thought maybe could be improved upon. Yeah. We're not uh, intending to be. Yeah, we're not going to be <laughs> grammar Nazis or like. Oh, I am. Oh, okay. Uh, Why did you not put it this way? <laughs> But uh, yeah, Um, one thing I asked too is uh, just send us your lore if you're done writing it. Um, Like, don't just keep giving us updated copies, please. Uh, (laughs) Have you been getting a lot of that? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Like, it's cool, but there's a lot, and I don't want to have to keep reading entire lores just so I can pick up on one sentence that was different that you changed. Yeah, or give us the piece you want us to share. 
That's what it should be. Exactly. Like, and give it to us when you're done. We'll give you our thoughts on air and then you can change it. Like, I just, I honestly just don't want to. Could they, could they just share like a Google doc with you and then just change it? Even at that point, I'd rather not. It's still just, I have to keep rereading it every time you do a tweak. No, no. You should should send us a finished product. Exactly. Please just send us a finished product. Absolutely. But having said that, the ones that I have read, I do really enjoy reading them. I just don't enjoy reading things twice. You know, well, once is hard enough. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, they're they're great. Uh, so we're gonna read through enough to make up uh, an hour's worth of content or something like that, and then uh, yeah. life goes on. Of course, I will um, begin now. My throat is a little weird today, so we'll see how this goes on. But we've already I... recorded three hours of podcast today yeah. too. So. <laughs> it's been good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, how about I to make start. it easier? You read one word, I'll read one word. Jordan can read the next <laughs> yeah, exactly. one. Exactly. We'll do that. <laughs> and something to understand is that everyone wrote their story a little bit differently. And I really like this, actually. Yeah, it shows everyone's kind of own uh, perception and yeah, interpretation like of how some, what's important to them. Yeah, some people wrote about characters. Some people wrote, like, an actual story. Some people wrote, like, a history. Like, yeah. And, yeah, so... Th- all we ask is just send us a finished product and we'll get around to reading it. And we are just going to read it exactly how it was sent to us. Yeah. So, without further ado, this is John's. Third Exalted Court of House Raven, Knight Paladin, Cazador's Wrath, the Princep Majoris, Earl Harbinger. Princep Majoris of the Third Exalted Court of House Raven, Harbinger has led his courts into battle for years. His knight was brought out of the vault transcendent by the sacristans by order of the Iron Duke as soon as he was old enough to prove his worth. Wrath is the only knight in the third court to wear chevrons as a mark of respect from the other pilots. Knight Errant Hunter's Fury, piloted by Baron Sam Haven. Harbinger's oldest friend, Sam, turned down his own court to follow his friend into battle. Countless times on countless battlefields, Fury has battled side by side with Wrath both pilots and knights seamlessly melding into the perfect weapon of their enemy's doom. Knight Errant, Flame of Victory, piloted by the noble Milo Anderson. Taken under Harbinger's wing as a new knight pilot, Milo has been by his side for many years. His knight's machine spirit is strong-willed and must be kept on a tight leash, which Milo has learned to handle over time. Sometimes, though, he lets Victory, Flame of Victory, have its fun, much to the consternation of his peers. Relic Serastus Lancer, Lady's Vengeance, piloted by Baroness Holly Newcastle. Assumed the title Baroness after the Battle of Highworld Ronan Secundus, during which her life mate was killed by an elder lynx. She continues to hunt the Eldar with a zeal unmatched by any princep, hoping to find the lynx pilot who killed her life mate. Relic Crusader Steel Rain piloted by noble Owen Zastava. Newest member of the court, he inherited his knight from his uncle after his death, as there was no living direct descendant. Rain is a ranged weaponry platform, and as such supports the more assault-based knights. With Rain's centuries of service to the keep inviolet and violet? Yeah. Okay. Owen is still trying to prove to the Princep Majoris that he deserves such a valuable knight. Knight Castellan, Thunder of Colossi, piloted by noble Julie Shackleford. Julie Shackleford is a newer noble who has the privilege to be the pilot of the latest Dominus-class knight awoken by the sacristans in the vault. Well known for her marksmanship before the trials, she is now fighting Fury 
alongside steel rain as the long-range fire support for the lance. Knight Gallant, Hand of Justice, Noble Jason Lacoco. Jason Lacoco pilots hand to into com. Oh, sorry. Jason Lacoco pilots the Hand of Justice into combat with a relish and glee that most find unsettling. Never one to back down from an assault, Jason usually brings ha the hand back battered but victorious. Night Warden Iron Disciple, piloted by Noble Chadwick Gardenier. A lover of all things combat, Chad and Disciple will wade into the thickest of hordes with joy, burning the enemy down with fire, blasting them with Avenger rounds, and slashing with the Ravager Chainsword. His abilities make him seem a dervish of destruction on the battlefield. Armager Warglaive Hammerhand, piloted by armsman J. Jermaine Jones. Bastard <laughs> son of an armsman, J.J. Trip Jones was quote-unquote selected as a Warglaive, Warglaive pilot after he was involved in a bar-cleaning brawl that left three dead by his hands. His punishment was to fight alongside House Raven's frontline assault knights until he paid restitution to the victim's families. He is free from that burden, but stays in his Warglaive by choice now, following the third court into battle. Armager Warglaive Huntsman, piloted by armsman Albert Lee. Albert Lee is a rising star in House Raven. High Princeps Harbinger is training him to become a Questorus pilot. He began his career as a stable boy, moved up to House Boy, through training and schooling to armsman for Julie Shackleford. He and his partner Trip flush the quarry for her and Thunder to annihilate with plasma and lance. Cool. I, I really like that each one is a character because House Raven is actually like an existing knight household. So the way he did it, yeah, is you write about the characters that are in the house because you can't really change. Yeah, you the can't house. change anything about the house itself. Yeah. Um, my favorite is definitely Hammerhand. Like, he's the one who got in a bar fight, killed three people, uh, basically selected to be the, sure. the war glaive and scripted yeah and now he's just paying restitutions although he did eventually pay him off and decide to stay but i, I don't know it's very characterful very uh yeah it's different than just everyone who is like they're they're chosen from their bloodline yeah that so they don't really yeah. have like a reason beyond like it's my duty yeah to do yeah it. and it's which just isn't like, a bad reason no no exactly but like to describe like it's just, they, they're just like you describe their fighting style like that is cool that's noteworthy yeah. but yeah like it gives character besides just they crush people with iron boot but having said that yeah i like that uh when when he originally sent this i just i i want to do something similar for my night household come up with a couple different pilot names but i'm lazy uh something i like about it is i like the individual names again and yeah. i like the individual kind of style that you gave them i also like that you talk about the knight as like a person. So me, uh, I'm not really into like the whole knight thing like Mark is. Yeah, sure. But it takes a I special mentally touched person to, <laughs> to be a knight guy. When I think about knights, I definitely think of machines. But when you're describing them, you're describing them as companions. Yeah, yeah. Like which, they actually have like their own AI system built in and stuff. Yeah. So. And like I, I get that some people might view them as that, but totally to these people who are piloting them, like they are their friends. Yeah. And they would have personalities and they would have, you know, quirks and all that stuff. Yeah. So I like that. Um, something I wish I had seen in here was um, specific battles or enemies that you're fighting. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think only the one Baroness, the yeah, the Eldar one, yeah. was kind of like 
mentioned. Yeah. It would have been it would have been nice to know like um okay, so Noble Milo Anderson, like he's the guy who um has the flame of victory and sometimes he goes a little crazy. Yeah. Like and his peers don't really like that, but why? What happened? Oh yeah, yeah, there's right? a story like, there. Yeah, no, that's exactly. A good point. What's the story that yeah. um his peers are like, oh, not yeah. really sure if you should go crazy, Milo. And yeah. he's like, screw it, I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> you know, uh, what's that? Leroy <laughs> That's how I imagine this guy. Anyways, but other than that, it was pretty cool. Any ideas, Jordan? Any thoughts? Uh, no, sounds good. I also liked uh, Hammerhand. I kind of like Vegabonds. So yeah. yeah. The yeah. Vegabond character. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're writing more for your lore, like Eric said, it'd be cool to see like campaigns that they actually have fought in. And, like, just add some more character. Like, yeah, why did he go crazy? But, um, yeah. Is your voice going to survive there, Eric? Barely. I know a couple times you're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I'll read this one, then. Uh, it's by Derek. Obsidian Watch Fleet. Led by Watch, watch Master Orison, he has served since the founding of the Death Watch as a former Black Shield along with kill team leader and captain Achilles of the Mortifactors chapter, and it turned Leviathan Dreadnought Sigurd of the Iron Hands. They call no station or planet as their home base, instead opting to be a fleet based between three retribution class size capital ships, the Nighthawk, the Cavalier, and the Icarus, and several smaller cruiser ship <coughs> or cruiser class ships. The Obsidian fleet prioritizes the recovery of Xenos artifacts and technology over anything else, boarding on the line of slight heresy, often spurred along by uh, by the Watchmaster himself. There have been times where they have come to blows with the Astro Militarum or even other Adeptus Astartes in their conquest to capture and sequester these items. They work by means often by two kill teams led by Captain Achilles or Brother Librarian Atuma of the Blood Ravens, deploying at the forefront by means of Corvus Blackstar spearheading the assault. From there, the hammer meets the anvil with Dreadnoughts deployed directly into the battleground. Most of the time, Dreadnoughts Sigurd at the middle meeting Falzino scum with his grav flux bombard away of Ray. Assault teams carefully lead. My punctuation is so good, eh? Um, assault teams carefully led by. Wise actions of kill team leader Rashal from the Raven Guard chapter. All these forces meet together to give swift death to those em- ah, to those enemies of the Imperium of Man and those who would dare stand in their way to secure the future of humanity. Yeah, and that was uh, the Obsidian Fleet. So this is a kill team in Death Watch. Yeah, this is a Death Watch fortress essentially, okay. but instead of having like. Um, a watch a stationary watch fortress he has like a fleet um so so my only gripe with this is just the size of things that you wrote down like i really like that like the whole theme like they they go out and try to like specifically cover recover xenos artifacts but when it comes to scale uh three retribution class size capital ships and several smaller cruiser class ships that's a lot that's more than most chapters have like just tone that down a bit like maybe just have one but yeah, well, having, how many how many people how many Marines are in this fleet? Yeah, like it's so hard to say. It's nothing wrong. It just it it seems off to me to have such the a scale of big. It, yeah. um, and then there's one other thing that was. No, well, they come to blows with other Adeptus Astartes, and <sighs> which 
maybe makes sense, but on an extremely small scale. Yeah, like... And even just blows. Blows is tough. Yeah, I just... Same with, like, the, even the Astro Militarum. Like, I just feel like you have to have a very good reason, and recovering a Xenos artifact might not be a good enough reason. And usually at the end of it, somebody is usually deemed, like, a heretic. Yeah. I don't know, it just seems, once again, like, a step too far... Um, in my mind, I can definitely see that, but, yeah. but like, I, I like the idea of it. Like, uh, and I like that, um, uh, you actually have name characters again. I'm going to say that a lot. Like anytime there's actual name characters that you can actually develop a story and follow through with them. I like that you described how they work the, you know, normally they drop in two, two kill teams, one by captain Achilles or the library Natuma, and then you have the dreadnoughts deployed directly into the battleground. So it's like yeah. they have like their set way that they've yeah. already determined yeah. works for them. And you've just described that. I think. Yeah. And, and that's their set way, which just brings me back to, wow, but they have three of these retribution clash class battleships. It's too much. Tone it down a bit. Hmm. But if you only have, <laughs> if you only have two squads, well, I think it's, <laughs> they function in two squads. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is just his prime example, but it would make way more sense to me to have a lot of way smaller ships yeah yeah sure like i don't even i think even battle cruisers might even be too big at this point yeah battle cruisers pretty wild like they're they're rare like chapters only have like two or three of them yeah but anywho i like i like the theme of it it's you know I, i'm surprised i don't think most people would pick death watch as like their story yeah, like, and you if know? you do do Death Watch, you do, like, characters in the Death Watch. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're but picking is, stuff that's already there. This is kind of cool to see someone yeah. create a story within the Death Watch. Yeah. Most people would be like, oh, these are, like, my heroes of my Omade chapter, yeah. of two of which served on the Death Watch, hmm. right? So sure. they, they, they would use the Death Watch to fill out the chapter as opposed to fill something within the Death Watch. Oh, hmm. weird, because I, I know lots of people love the Death Watch writing stories with them really yeah oh, it yeah. seems odd to me to write a story about something where everyone comes for completely different reasons and there's no well that's why people like uniformness though. that's why people like it because then you can write mm. literally anything and you can write actual like yeah, but you can conflict. do the exact same thing with a chapter that you create on your own oh sure sure yeah. that's all i'm saying is if you were going to create yeah. something like i would i would imagine more freedom in a non-death watch chapter as opposed sure. to death watch Sure. I see what I you're saying. I find it interesting okay. that someone has done that. Jordan. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan? Um, Anything to add to no, I No, th I think the idea of having a, um, uh, an art of Xenos artifact yeah. thing is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, cool I really like that. And, like, yeah. do they even go so far to use these relics and stuff? And have yeah, they yeah. even use, like, Xenos relics to wipe <gasps> out entire planets? Like Heretical. But is it? <laughs> I would like them to find the Necron Ossiary. Is that what the, is that? the star map? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, I really like that aspect of it where they're yeah. more focused on like recovery of these like crazy Xenos artifacts. Yeah, like what then, do they like, do with them? Do they hand them off? Yeah. to like the actual Ordo Xenos, yeah. or do they hold on to them? Do they study them themselves? Yeah. are they considered experts in these items? Yeah. Uh, should I read this next one? Yeah. Yep. Sean. Uh, this is from Sean. The second company of the Resplendent Talons, an Ultima founding chapter of Primaris Marines, derived from Rogel Dorn's uh, Genocide, was sent. Wow. In Gene Seed. Gene Seed, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dad! 
Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Uh, I hope he makes it this far. <laughs> he probably won't. Um, was <laughs> was sent in support of a crusade on the edge of the Halo Stars. Twelve years into the offensive, they were ordered by Colonel Marquesh to wipe out an Imperial Guard regiment that had turned traitor, claiming a newly conquered planet as their own. Through the guardsmen, or though the guardsmen were slaughtered with ferocity reserved for heretics and fought well in turn, managing to destroy two of Second Company's squads, the lack of chaos iconography on display left Captain Milos wary. Upon returning to the command uh, planet of the Crusade, the Second Company discovered that the Lord General Militant was dead, having fallen mysteriously ill shortly after their departure. The newly minted LGM Marquesh thanked them for their duty and ordered Captain Milos to execute an advisor who had dared to question his appointment. It was then that Milos realized his company had been utilized as a tool of this man's ambition and put a bolt round through Marquesh's heart. <laughs> In the battle that ensued, only the command squad managed to escape the planet, the rest of the company failing to... Uh, failing to the falling to the heavy guns that had been brought to bear against the enemies of the Imperium. In desperation, they commandeered a small orbital shuttle in the hope that they could get a message to the rest of their chapter. With military navy vessels in pursuit, they were saved when an ancient strike cruiser transitioned into the system and took them aboard, fighting off the ships before jumping back into the warp. They were welcomed with open arms by their hosts, a band of Alpha Legion Astartes, bearing no mutations and, seemingly, no ill will towards them. With heavy hearts, they explained the situations. The remains of a second company could never return to the service of the Imperium, and though they had solved the issue in a way only an Astartes can, they could be forever branded as renegades for their actions. Surely, though, they would be more than welcome to resupply and take one of the ships of the Hydra's fleet for their own. And should they need assistance in the future, all they have to do is ask. Okay. Honestly, one of the best ones I read. Yeah, this one? I really, really liked it. Yeah. No, it is pretty Kind of cool. interesting, yeah. So, if you don't know anything about the Alpha Legion... This is like a legion that is probably heretical, but maybe not. But Don't definitely is heretical, <laughs> but also maybe isn't. <laughs> and they're uh, a legion that is com- shrouded like completely in mystery, even to the point of where no one even knows if their Primarch is still alive or dead, or if the Primarch exists within the chapter. Anyway, there's so yeah. much mystery and intrigue based around it. Um, I absolutely loved the fact that you brought them in it. Uh, I think... Um, what you ask them to do, like the chapter and go like kill the planet, that is like well within the means of reality of 40k. Yeah, and then them not realizing it was a mistake until after like, and so like they let it go far, but not too far to where I thought it wasn't believable. Like I thought this was a very believable story. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the reasons that I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and I love the idea that I thought 
like what if the Alpha Legion had set everything up in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, it kind of if, hints towards that because why else would they be there? Right, exactly. And they welcoming were the ones, them. Yeah, yeah. They were the like, ones who like set up the whole like destruction of the planet. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. killed an entire planet and they killed almost the entire uh, second company yeah. just to get a couple of these guys. Yeah. So it just is like, what more do they have planned for them in the future? And yeah. I, I enjoy it so much. Like honestly, when I'm reading Absolutely. this one, I just I want to hear more about <laughs> it when I read it. I uh, I always like renegade chapters that are not heretical, just renegade. Like maybe they disagree with the way the Imperiums run, and there's some or they were that betrayed way. somehow or that right. But they're not like chaos, 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 chaos. You know, like. But I like renegade. Um, yeah, no, I I like it too. It's very good. Um. I don't. I, don't even, I think the only thing I have to say that is a problem is I just want more. That's all. <laughs> I, I, I feel like a, I feel like one of those um, American Idol. Judges. Oh fuck like, yeah! Hey. Yo, dog. I thought it was great, dog. <laughs> just keep on doing what you're doing, dog. Bring it on back, dog. And then it's that girl. Like I loved it. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. So I think. That's so what you we feel like do. all three people no, no, no. there. Here, here's what. Here's what we'll do. Okay. Um. Jordan, you can be the girl <sighs> that, that suits loves, him the best. That just loves everyone. I just love Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, you can be that one. Uh, Mark, out of between the two of us, who yeah. should be the Simon Cowell? While I like to get fired up for no fucking reason. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true, but that just means you have to rip down everyone. I know, but I'm not an asshole. I just like to get <laughs> fired up. So then I would defer to you as the asshole. All right, that's very true. <laughs> I am kind of an asshole. <laughs> um, the other thing I do like about this was uh, that they that it's an all primaries chapter. Like, it's cool. I just like, I don't like when you oh, mix it makes chapters. More sense. Yeah, like yeah. it's just cool. That's all. That's all. That's, that's all. all. All right, <clears throat> our next Josh. The Mask of the Laughing Shadow. The fall of the Eldari to the ravenous hunger of Slanesh was a devastating blow to the entire race. The only of the pantheon said to survive was the Laughing God Sigarak. The enigmatic Harlequin devote everything to the Laughing God, including their souls. It is said that once in a while, Sigarak joins a great battle for the fun of it. The Mask of the Laughing Shadow knows this beyond doubt. The first to be chosen tells a tale beyond belief. Dancing among a great battle between the mask of the Midnight Sorrel and a splinter demon horde, the troopmaster found himself in the eye of the storm. A single moment, completely surrounded by the blur and sparkle of his troop, mixed with blood and the foul creatures falling to the dance. Raising his eyes to the sky to drink in the pure moment of perfection, one of his players, expertly using his flip belt to soar over the melee directly within the troopmaster's view, and winked. Shock and glee filled the troopmaster with a great fervor, and he leapt into the air next to his to find his next quarrel. After the encore, when the dance was done, the troopmaster, cleaning the blood from his costume, spoke of the encounter upon the field, only to have the rest of the mask dismiss it as a simple purity of faith. The next day, the troopmaster had vanished, leaving no trace except the motley of the midnight sorrow behind. As others are chosen, they are sent to a spar deep in the webway to don a darker costume and eternally play out scripts handed to them directly by Segarak. The mask of the laughing shadow is rarely seen and dismissed by other masks as myth. 
Sigarax devotes devotees believe he has a plan for revenge already in motion since the birth of the Chaos Gods. With the birth of the Mask of the Laughing Shadow, the Sigarax... With the birth of the Mask of the Laughing Shadow, that Sigarax pre- prepares for a grind... For a great... <laughs> bleed, reading is tough. It's tough. All right. Woo. The birth of the Mask of the <laughs> Laughing Shadow that Segarak prepares for a great performance that will reshape the webway and send ripples through the warp. All right. Jordan? <laughs> Jordan, what do you think? Uh, I think it's kind of cool. It's like... Uh, I... Um... I suppose it is his own lore, but it's sort of like uh, adding. It's almost narrative, more so to like. This is this is an origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an origin it's story like, of that mask. Yeah, it's sort of developing a narrative, which is kind of cool. Yeah, like which the other. So it doesn't give you any kind of idea as to how the the mask functions as a group yeah. or what their dynamic is. And it's al- it's almost kind of like a creepy horror show to feel to it, which is hmm. pretty cool. That's totally a feeling you would get out of the Harlequins yeah, too. Yeah. It's like, well, how could anyone like enjoy this disgusting mess? So. Yeah. Hmm. Um I I like stories where the story itself can be a complete story. So, like, in this one, at the very beginning, he he actually kind of described, like, the Elder Pantheon and, like, described Segura and, like, his role. Like, he, it was a complete story. He's not just tossing out names, expecting you to know what it is. Um, I, I kind of like that. But he didn't spend, like, a whole bunch. He just spent one paragraph to just kind of lay it out. Um, but having said that, on a whole, I don't really like the lore. <laughs> I... I just hate when people, people, uh, like, I'm not accusing him of trying to make the best of the best here, but, like, I hate when people take, like, something like Segarak and then try to tie something towards him. Like, had, he hand chose this. It's like, did he really? It's like, Reboot Gilliman hand chose these guys to make a new chapter. To me, it just seems like it, it's too much. Now, if they felt the call of Segarak and, like, they think they're chosen by him. Like, I would enjoy that a lot more. But for it to be definitive that Segarak is choosing them, it just... It's not the direction I kind of like. But, hey, that's fine. I have a counterpoint for you. Yeah, do share. All of these Eldar that feel like Segarak has chosen them yeah. are falling to insanity. <laughs> sure, perfect! <laughs> and, like, the script that they're playing out is just yeah. absolutely insane. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. No, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole reason, like, all of them believe it's true. They're like, Segarak has this grand plan. Yeah. He knows everything. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, and I like that a lot. Yeah. Where this it's could like... make a great M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I like that more than definitively saying, like, Segarak chose it's him. It's tough. It's really it, it tough. It is very tough. To do, like, everyone wants to be good. Oh, absolutely. And everyone wants to have what they, well, the story they have, like, stand out yeah. amongst others. I mean, you, and you kind of are guilty of doing that just with the fact that you brought a titan into your group. Oh, absolutely. Right? And, I, and I regret it every yeah, day. No, and it's... I know what I did was wrong. <laughs> And he, he flagellates himself constantly. Yeah, to get exactly. Over. But so everyone wants to do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? And, I, and, and I can't hold him against that. Of course. But. Everyone is guilty of it yeah. a little bit. Um, it, it kind of, as kind of oxymoron as this, this is about to sound, though, you're setting yourself up for failure, I think. Because now you are the best of the best. Because the Harlequins are already, already the best. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so now to say that Segarak is like 
choosing, like creating this best bait, like this best group. Yeah. So imagine you have space Marines. You have all of them in the world. They're the best. Yeah. And, um, Whatever. Raboot Gilliman goes around. He's like, Calgar, come here. Exactly. Dante, come here. Yes. Logan, come here. He creates this amazing <laughs> thing. And then all of a sudden, they create Primaris Marines. Mm. And all of those guys now, and like, <laughs> you're so great, yeah. but we have Primaris. Yeah. So, yeah. have fun. That, like, I'm just thinking is, yeah, exactly. you're kind of limiting, um, like, if you want to be the best of the best, you just have to always keep that up. And as soon as they introduce something else, like... Now, now, next you're going to say, like, I don't know. And maybe the next thing to do would be, like, they're involved in Inari's plan. Yeah, right? exactly. And they're like, working with Yvrain to, like, bring back Inari. Yeah, like, this, I, this I just never it. like when you try to tie in existing characters to do things that they haven't done. It It is tough, especially around yeah. pivotal things. Exactly. But, yeah. like, like, what you said where it's, like, as long as you change it to, like, they think that they're being called by Cormagra. Or Segarak, like fucking love it. Then that's sweet. Like, even if they're not going insane, but like, they then you all... might fucking hate that idea. Yeah, but whatever, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> that, I guess that's the other thing. Don't p- please don't change your lore just because oh, we don't like it. God no. I I don't like a lot of the lore that Games Workshop writes. Well, Mark has even said that he doesn't even consider half of it headcanon. So I never use the word headcanon. That's a Christian term. I'll have you know. <laughs> you do use that all the time. <laughs> the only uh, headcanon I got is my cack. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's a head cannon. I get it. Yeah, it's a cannon, and it and shoots bullets out of its head. <laughs> yes, it should not shoot bullets, Mark. Well, not literal bullets, just uh, metaphorical bullets. Like they, sh- I sh- I'm shooting blanks. <laughs> they, they hurt me what? just the same when I get hit by them. I want to yeah. say that. <laughs> um, yeah, cool enough. Cool enough. It's it's not it's not bad. It's just no. Of it, that's not. a personal thing. There's no such thing as bad personal story. Yeah, unless it's bad. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Oh my. God. Just clear my right throat. <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> Alex, his lord, the lamenting ones. The Lord Commander sat up upon his throne, contemplating the world before him. Coagulated blood and ichor trickles d- gently down his cheek in a sullied display of tears as remorse fill his thoughts. So life. So full of life. He said to no one in particular. The cultists who serviced the bridge had long since learned to keep their heads down during the master's lamentations. Any who answered or thought to stop working were soon to be relieved of their posts and given the honor of the testing facility where the holy medicines were constantly developed by the master biologists. So full of life, it is clear decay has not yet taken a foothold in this place. They have not yet seen the great freedom we bring. They do not understand the happiness we offer, the sweet sweet release of pain and suffering. The tragedy of it only makes me weep. The hologram of the planet flickered, and for a moment it was almost as if the planet were decaying before his eyes, an omen, perhaps a vision from the plague lord himself. The lord commander was laughing now, fresh ichor streaming down his face as the despoiled tears of black blood welled up anew. Soon, he whispered uh, to the planet between harsh, gurgling laughter. Soon. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because now this voice that I'm doing is his lord's commanded voice. (laughs) It's official now. (laughs) Soon you shall feel the grandfather's embrace and no peace. Nazroth shuddered as the master's gaze passed over him. He knew the danger he was in. He, seen, he had seen what the gifts of the master could do. 
He had been to lower decks where all the gift gifted were kept. It was still three days before the ship would reach the sinking range, striking range of the world below. During this time, no hint of the identity of the ship could be noticed. The planet was to believe was wow. The planet was to believe it was yet another space hulk drifting harmlessly by. Nazarov was working on the comms of the ship, and even the slightest voice noise box noise escaped the ship could trigger an investigation from the planet, shattering the master's carefully laid plans. But as always, the master and his brethren were not making this mission easy. The master was constantly voxing various subordinates for status checks on the <laughs> battle readiness. What's the status report of the medical bay? Everyone's dead down here, sir. That's just not a part of the lore. No. <laughs> the master was constantly voxing various subordinates for status checks on the battle readiness of all these needed to be dampered before they could reach the planet and alert the whole system. Nazarov could feel the master's eyes boring into him, waiting, pushing to see a sign of weakness or mistake. With a hissing sound, he knew he was safe, and the command bridge blast door opened smoothly, smoothly despite its rusted and pitted appearance, and no one of the blessed and one of the blessed strode into the bridge. Lord Commander, you summoned me. The blessed croaked, the blessed croaked, almost mockingly, his voice thick and barely concealed with malice. What may I assist you with? The master's mood darkened, a sound not dissimilar to rotten flesh being ripped apart by by flies growled from his throat. It was chilling. I called you here hours ago, and yet you mock me upon arrival. It is not far... It is not for the fact that the fly lord speaks to you. I would kill you where you stand. The, the emanity between them was clear to all on the bridge. However, fear kept them rooted in their stations. If it is the Lord command, if it is your desire, Lord Commander, then I am your humble servant, here to do your bidding, as our Lord Materion decreed. The blessed gave a low, sardonic bow. Before as he croaked on an ethereal smirk touching the fringes of of his face. Even as the same false tears seemed to be rolling eternally down his face and dripping onto the floor. Nazroth had heard this was the case with all the blessed on the ship, the lamenting ones indeed, ever weeping that the people still lived without the fly lord's embrace. I desire you to follow my orders without remark or satire, witch. The master boomed. The Primarch may have decreed to you tactically decreed you to be tactically necessi mm -hmm. necessity. <laughs> However, make no mistake, he shares the same contempt for your wretched ilk as I. You were not with us in the beginning when we were crushed pathetic when we crushed pathetic witches such as yourself, merely for your existence, nor were you presented when our great Primarch chose to rid himself of the shackles of the false emperor and took on the embrace of the plague lord. You have not been here. You have not, you have not been present for much of our history, which you are too young by far. Oh, formatting. Far to claim any such honor. You are not new to this ship as you were new to our company on the orders of the Primarch to aid us in our mission to claim more gene seed for, from the false emperor to feed our growing numbers of the Death Guard. You will remember your place. Sorry. Apparently affected by such death incarnate in rage, so the blessed simply smiled a ricus and calmly spoke. Yes, Lord Commander. 
What it is you shall have me do. Ready the company. We shall begin drops immediate, imminently. Ensure that sections of the Hulk we are now towing is used to cover so it appears that we are Hulk is breaking so that the Hulk is breaking apart and falling to the planet. I want 100% successful drop, not one unnecessary waste of Nurgle's blessing. Inform the surgeon his duties will be required soon. Am I to do anything else, Lord Commander, or shall I ready myself to drop as well? There's one last thing. Fetch me the biologist. I have need of his skills upon the bridge. There was a menace in those last words. Nazaroth hastily checked his workstation, waited that wasn't there. Wait, that wasn't there before. He hadn't looked away for a second. There had been no distraction, but there it was, evidence of a scan bouncing off the hull of the ship. It cannot have picked up anything up any such scan would only show the ship appearing to be a space hulk. But that did not matter. The fact it was Nazaroth's duty to damp all signals incoming and outgoing. Nazaroth froze. My master, the signal confirms to the planet we are nothing but the but a space hulk. He stammered. The master's voice was soft now. It sounded caring, almost proud, fatherly in fact. Worry not, my child. You are soon to have one of the greatest honors. You will be brought closer to the Fly Lord than any of your comrades in this room. He will act through you, and you will be one of him. And in doing so, you will be allowed to flight alongside me and the other blessed of this ship. Nazaroth tried to stand, to run, to escape. With, with speed that defied his flesh, the master was beside him, holding him in an iron grip. There was no escape, only the gift. Moments later, a bittersweet smell filled the room. It was a smell of death and life anew. The smell of putrefaction. The biologist entered the room. What's another voice here? Female voice? <laughs> I sincerely doubt it. <laughs> you requested my services, Lord Commander. His voice through distorted. Though distorted by his helmet, sounded as though a cancer had long ago claimed his lungs and throat. Oh, okay. Let's redo that then. <laughs> You requested my services, Lord Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Had not claimed his speech soft and whispering like the wind moving through rotten, long rotted branches of a long dead tree. Yes, biologist, I have another test subject for you. He volunteered not a few moments ago. The master's voice was cheerful now. Would you bestow him with a gift as a favor to me? He chimed gleefully. You would honor my, you would be my honor, Lord Commander. The smell grew stronger, and the biologist neared Nazdroff. Wretched, breathe deep. The biologist whispered, "This is the last sensation you will know." He took out a syringe from the rack of vials upon his back and pressed the needle into Nazdroff. Soon there will be no pain. That had been a lie. Burning fire seized, seared up Nazra's arm. A fever hit him, and all his organs, and his organs all rebelled, causing pain all over his body. His joints seized as he reached for his arm, and uh, rheumatoid set in. As rheumatoid, is that how you say that word? Yeah. Rheumatoid. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, muscles convulsed, and bones cracked as he doubled over, vomiting co coagulated black 
filth he assumed must have been his from his stomach. The pain almost blinded him, except no one could see. His eyes gelled, jellied in their sockets as his tongue desecrated. Huh. Dis- dissected? D- desiccated. Desiccated. <laughs> he tried to scream, but his lungs liquefied in his chest, drowning now with no sensation but the pain. Naz- Nazroth heard it. A whisper quietly saying, I can stop the pain. Would you like that? Nazroth couldn't say anything, but his mind begged for for release. Shall I stop the pain? Again, the whisper came and Nazroth, as the whisper came and again, Nazroth begged. Suddenly the pain stopped and Nazroth could feel the rapid decay of his body, but no longer it pained him. The whisper came again. I shall remake you. You shall be mine. And your pain will forever be gone. <laughs> With this, there was nothing. Nazareth was nothing. Put the gift, put the gift with the others, the gifted with the others. We shall need them in the drop, the master commanded the two closest cultists who immediately obeyed, fearing the same fate. That was an excellent display, biologist. Thank you, Lord Commander. I hope that <laughs> the test. <laughs> I hope to test it soon. A more worthy test subject. I believe it will have similar effects on the Astartes. Although the gene seed will remain intact if my machinations are correct, this should make our job a great deal quicker. That it will be a fine thing. We will be able to double our success of our mission and bring yet more to the Fly Lord's embrace. You are dismissed. You have preparations to make before Planetfall. The Lord Commander sat in his throne, once again contemplated the word before him, the world before him. Soon they shall know there is no one. There is only one constant in the universe. There is only decay. Okay. So that's the story. Yeah. And then he has given us... Or is this a, a, a different? No, this is uh, this is in like his uh, one of his war bands or whatever the or his elite unit the or something. Scythe? Yeah. Okay, so that is the story of just a small, I guess, portion of the lamenters. Yeah, what they're called the lamenting ones. The lamenting ones. Yeah, because they're pretty all... cool. It was really graphic. Yeah, I liked that. And they're all well written. It was very descriptive. <laughs> yeah. In in what it did, so yeah. I liked that it showed the difference between, um, like, what a space marine, like, still chaos, but, like, a space marine thought of, like, another one of, like, Nurgle's people. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, he, even he, though, even though both of them, like, worship Nurgle, yeah, yeah. he's still, like, we're way better than yeah, you. Yeah, So, I like that sense of superiority they have. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um... Yeah, there's there's nothing really. It's just a good story. It just it just shows like what he's trying to do. He's I don't know. There's a real joy. He wants to bring the galaxy uh, rotten. Yeah, it's just interesting. Okay, everything decays eventually. Yeah, he just wants to bring it to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the weeping scythe, commander of the weeping scythe, the warriors of the weeping scythe were the most brutal of all the lamenting ones. Warband, known for the need to see the spread of the Nurgle's gift firsthand, they are never far from the thickest of fighting. Disdain. Disdaining the use of Bolter, perceiving them as cowardly, the Plague Marines of the Weeping Scythe favor Blight Axe and Flail. This allows them to fully relish the spread 
of contagion as they rip through the enemies. Every warrior of the Weeping Scythe aspires to one day earn the, the right to cataphracti armor, and to this end will perform suicidal assaults with joy, safe in the knowledge of their resilience, attempting to prove their prowess. As such, many die in their attempt. However, those that survive will be noticed by the Lord Commander, and among them, some will receive the honor of becoming uh, Blight Lords. Some may even be skilled enough to earn a place amongst the Death Shroud, a personal gift, gift from Artarion, the nameless, faceless honor guard whom the company of the Lord Commander, who accompanies the Lord Commander wherever he goes. Ah, don't fail me now, Anthraxus. The words of the Lord Commander echoed around his inner sanctum in the dark, dank chamber adjacent to the bridge. Is this a whole nother story? Kind of. Holy moly. Yeah, I discovered a lot. Do you want me to take over? You can take over this one. (laughs) All right. Don't fail me, Anthraxis. The words of the Lord Commander echoed around his inner sanctum, a dark and dank chamber adjacent to the bridge of the ship. The flickering glow of a long, faulty light sporadically illuminating the chamber. Oh, that would piss me off. (laughs) Grotesque symbols coated the walls, always writhing and changing, as if Nurgle himself was using them to communicate with the Lord Commander. Yours is but the first strike to this planet. However, the first strike must always cut. It must spread contagion so the foe weakens. The first infection to act as a gateway to the greater plague. The Lord Commander turned, his huge bulk of armor whining and creaking from rust as his brute strength forced it to his will. Anthraxus Bulgoth lowered his gaze. Even in this informal setting, to not show proper respect would be risky. You have earned this, Anthraxus. The Lord Commander made no mention of the submissive stance. It was expected. You have proved your worth to the Fly Lord through years as my commander of the Weeping Scythe. Now all of you or that service has come through. Anthraxus said nothing. He knew he had deserved this honor. Who else but he had shown such devotion to the Fly Lord? The gifts of Nurgle had increased his power, and now he would gain yet more from this assault. He would personally drive plague into this planet, and in the end he would stand amongst ruins of his enemies' lives. No failure shall occur, Lord Commander. This planet shall be ours, as have all in the past. Decay is inevitable. The Fly Lord is the end of all things. Failure will bring consequence. Be sure that you are prepared. Take the surgeon with you. He shall inform me of your progress, as well as claim the fallen for our own. Furthermore, take a group of gifted with you. They need the exercise. Naturally, the Weeping Scythe shall accompany you, and an additional squad of my choosing. You may take on any of the pets. Their skills will serve you well, I'm sure. Make arrangements for Planetfall. I expect a company ready in two hours. It shall be done, Lord Commander. See that it is. And Thraxus turned to walk from the chamber. One last thing. And Thraxus paused. The plague caster will accompany you. The Lord Commander had clearly disdained even the mention of him. And Thraxus was wary of psychers. They were weak, cowardly creatures. However, unlike his master, he held no hatred. 
The fly lord supplied his gifts differently to others. Very well, Lord Commander, I shall ensure his presence is utilized. Keep an eye on that coward. He believes himself above his station, and I shall not tolerate his rampant meddling. Of course, Lord Commander, his leash shall be tight. And Thraxus left the chamber, and he had much to do prior to Planetfall, and delay would be a dangerous endeavor. Very cool. This guy wrote a book <laughs> okay. with his story. No, it's good, though, at least. Um, there's a couple things in there that was... Uh, I like that he tied it back to, uh, like, the Horus Heresy a bit and, like, to Mortarion. And, like, even Death Guard are, like, known for not liking Psykers, and he kind of tied that in there a little bit. A little bit of that prejudice in there. Yeah. But, I don't know, I don't really have much to say about that. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, now, is the Weeping Scythe... Do they already exist within the Death Guard? I don't think they do. So that's entirely his. But like, Warbands do exist within the Death Guard. Okay. So like, it's fully within his right to make. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more wondering like, because if the Weeping Scythe was already um, like an established Warband, then I could find out any information I wanted to about them. How do they they normally operate? Like, I guess he kind of talked about how they like they favor blight axes and flails. Yeah. So they can like get in nice and close yeah. to spread their contagion, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um another thing that I kinda had a question about was the surgeon wanted to go needed to go with them because they would claim some as their own. Does that mean like space marines? Yeah, maybe collecting aspirants or uh uh people do use or Astartes heretical Astartes do capture fallen astartes and like brainwash him to join their legion and stuff and like torture oh, okay. him to join so, that's so cool. he could be looking for them he could just be looking for like teenage boys to capture or yeah. anyone who proves himself of worth really that's or even just sweet. be collecting the gene seed of like people so no it's it's a cool story for sure yeah i definitely um, it, ha- it definitely has a death guard feel yeah to it which is which yeah. is the main thing right yeah. if, if you you really described yeah like how you know his armor is all rotting yeah. and he's just forcing it and yeah the, the whole scene I and like I, and i like too that it's not just death guard focus like they're the there's the, literally like the, yeah, the like, gifted ones are just regular humans and cultists yeah. and stuff like i like that like, yeah like they showed the he showed the perspective of like some guy who just happened to live there like he's he's obviously in an honored position yeah but lives in constant fear yeah 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 right yeah. like yeah which is kind of how it would be like oh man i'm so happy i'm here but i'm probably oh god die. i don't like it here <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> happy i'm here but the quicker i can leave the better but uh, yeah, I like that one. Um, one, nope, that's all. Yeah, we're okay. we're sitting right at the end there. I don't think we've got time for another one. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, so that was what three that we did that we read out loud? Four, four, three, something like that. Four. I think we got to four. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it was actually really fun reading these out loud. Some of these I've seen before. A lot of them are actually new to me. Yeah. But uh, keep them coming, guys. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, as we get them, we'll add them to our list, and we'll just keep uh, keep hammering more episodes. Yeah. As long as you keep sending them, we'll eventually get around to reading them so. <laughs> and sharing them. We'll read them immediately. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Peace.